This is a Standard Nerds podcast. How'd you like me now? Hello and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello Liz. Hello! <laughs> you mocking me now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll do your hello. Wow, Really okay. freak you out. <laughs> I did, that threw me quite a lot. I wasn't expecting that. Also hadn't thought of anything else to say. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, there we are. Liz, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. But right. This is a, um, a slightly uh, ramshackle uh, week, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah, because our, our, our recording equipment is... Uh... We are still experiencing technical difficulties. Yes, we've had some problems, so we're currently working on a, a fallback system, which... Uh, you know, we're, we're making it, making it work, making it work. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. So, this week, Liz, we're doing uh, a show that I don't remember at all. I don't remember it either. Okay. So some may ask, why the hell are you doing it? Then? Absolutely, but some of our listeners have asked us to do this. Yeah, we've actually had two listeners request this one. Two listeners quite fervently request Which this. is, it, 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 for us, is like a bombardment. <laughs> it is. This is a this is like high engagement. On our <laughs> two people independently. I've, re- I've requested the same thing. So, we're going to watch Galaxy High. Yes. So you've never seen it? Never seen it. And you don't really know anything about Not it? Not a thing. Obviously, just the name of it says to me it's a high school in... Space, yeah, in in the galaxy, yeah, I can infer that from the title. Alien but... kids, I'm expecting alien yeah, kids. Yeah, some aliens, you know, some sort of hijinks, maybe you know, I don't know, spaceships, that kind of thing would be in there. And it's a cartoon, which we know this much from seeing a still of it. Yes, we know there's, we know it's a cartoon, we know, uh, and we can assume it takes place in a high school in space. So, but that I think is all we all we can say about it, really. So we're gonna we're gonna watch that in a minute, and yeah. uh, then do you know do our normal episode? But this time I won't be harassing you for having made me watch something terrible. I'll have to harass the listeners <laughs> instead. <laughs> Don't go harassing the listeners, Liz. Oh, okay. No, I've been told off about that. No, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not allowed to. Do... That's why I don't do the social media. <laughs> okay. Right, Liz. Before we get going watching Galaxy High, yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you like cocktails? Obviously, you know I do. <laughs> and do you like talking about poison? <laughs> well, that seems an odd question. <laughs> I'm hoping you're going somewhere with this. Absolutely. Well, if you like both those things, you might like The Poisoner's Cabinet. Uh, wonderful friends of the show. Ah, uh, yes. Friends of the show. Excellent podcast. And we've got a promo from them, which we're going to play shortly. But it's an amazing podcast. If you've not listened to it yet, they do fantastic episodes. Uh, Sinead and Nick, who host it, are great. It's really fun to listen to. You get amazing sort of vintage amazing cocktails that I've never heard of, plus stories about poisons through history. So we're going to hear from them. It's a, it's sort of, it gives me the vibe that you're going to a, a sexy speakeasy. Yes. Someone might try and kill you. Absolutely. That's exactly the vibe I get from it as well. So you need to, it, it, you, you know, you might learn a lesson on what to watch out for, but you'll also learn how to make a cocktail. Absolutely. Right. So... <laughs> Here we are. This is Nick and Sinead, and they can tell you more about the show. Hello. Would you like to drink cocktails and talk about poison? Or drink poison and talk about cocktails? Then welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet, a weekly podcast mixing true crime, historic mysteries, a dash of comedy, and lots of lovely libations for your listening pleasure. Join us for a drink as we tell the story of a different deadly poisoner each week. We always start by whipping up a cocktail inspired by the tale that we tell. Sounds delicious. Ooh, so maybe an amaretto sour for a cyanide poisoning? Long Island iced tea for the teacup poisoner. Chicken for William Palmer? What? Nothing. Join Nick and Sinead every Friday inside the Poisoner's Cabinet as we look at vicious Victorians, inheritance powders and crimes of Poisoner's Passion. Follow us at the Poisoner's Cabinet on social media. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Duncan, I'm blind! And we're back. So, Liz, Galaxy High. Yeah. Initial thoughts. Okay, so I probably didn't hate this as much as the things that you usually choose. So, listeners one, <laughs> Will Zero. <laughs> so you're always suggesting that actually this, show should, this whole podcast should be your picks or the listeners' picks. 
well, obviously, I think it should just be my picks. <laughs> but um, no, I, I genuinely, I, I liked it a bit better than a lot of the stuff you made me watch. Okay. All what right. did you think of it? I thought, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to think for a lot of this. A lot of it was like, I can see what it's trying to do. It seems quite rushed in places. It seems like there's a lot of world building they're trying to do and they've not kind of talked about a lot of it. Oh, let's be real. They are cramming in world building. They've got a lot to get established in this first episode. I mean, the intro itself is almost a show in itself. Yeah, yeah. So they tell you... Right, what I got from it, I'm going to sum it up, right? The boy likes sports. Yes. And the girl likes books yes so these are the two human characters that we follow and we find out they're called amy and doyle yeah amy bright tower which is a kind of nerdy name yeah and doyle Cleverlobe. now that <laughs> as a name right so he's set up as kind of like a jock who's super successful in his earth life mm -hmm. and he's looking forward to this new place because he thinks he's going to be just as popular Right. Now, how a guy called Doyle Cleverlobe has en ever been popular anywhere, I don't know. I'd... Because as soon as he introduces himself with that name, I wanted to punch him in the face. I was, I was never a school bully, but I was like, you need a smack. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the thing. Like, you think of all these other, like, American high school things and, like, the popular dickish jock mm. as always, like... Their, their father is always, like, the most powerful man in town. Like, you know, runs, like, the massive business, makes all the money. I can't imagine anyone going to Cleverlobe Auto and picking up, like, you no. know, the new Jaguar. He should have been called, like, you know, Chad Flame. Yeah. Um, Dan Stryker. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that kind of he's thing. He's that vibe. Instead, he's got Cleverlobe, yeah. which... Um, <laughs> and Doyle! Doyle! I... See, I'm okay with Doyle. I know I? you're okay with Doyle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do you want yeah. to explain to people why you're okay with Doyle? Okay, so my favourite TV show in the history of all TV shows is called The Professionals. And if you've never heard of it in your hour age, it was on between 1977 and 1983. <laughs> um, but if you've tracked its, its <laughs> repeat history uh, from uh, Granada Plus to Men and Motors and now ITV4, as I have, <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest shows ever made. It's my favourite, anyway. And um, the main characters are called Bodie and Doyle. They never almost never refer to each other by first names. So he's always called Doyle. So I was very used to there being a character <laughs> called Doyle and I was okay with it. See, that's the thing. I think if you haven't got the professionals in your wheelhouse of knowledge on this, mm. Doyle is always like the comic foil in any, you know... Doyle the foil? Doyle the foil. He's, you know, he's like... If you think of like... like I was watching The Mask this morning. Right. While I was making breakfast. And obviously the cops in there, you've got... The lieutenant who's kind of hard-boiled, you know, tough on the job, you know, trying to track things down. And his bumbling sidekick is called Doyle. You know, I think of Doyle as, like, the bumbling sidekick. Sorry, can we just go back to, uh, circle back to, you were watching The Mask while making breakfast. Yeah, I was. Because people are going to start to get the idea that we're not grown adults. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we have a house. Just, I I'll... still don't know how it happened. I'll just put on the mask while I make some breakfast. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, genuinely, not even for this podcast, I watch Saturday morning cartoons. Like, like I'll put on the X-Men, I'll put on Transformers while I'm making breakfast. Yeah, I mean, we don't explicitly say it, but I'm guessing people got that idea. Yeah. I mean, we do explicitly say it sometimes, but yeah, they, they know. Anyway, it also comes up at the beginning that this was written by Chris Columbus. Yeah. Now, is that the Chris... Now, when I say the Chris Columbus... <laughs> Not, not the one who discovered America. <laughs> or well, didn't discover America. He didn't discover America. There were people who had already discovered America. They lived there. Yeah. But um, not that one. Not you that know one. which one I mean. Yes. Yes, it is that Chris Columbus who directed the first two Harry Potter films. Oh, see, that's cool. It is, yeah. Like, he, I'm looking into it. He basically, yeah, he, this is in the 80s when he was getting writing credits and everything else. And he wrote, yeah, quite a few episodes of Galaxy High, uh, which... You know, it's just, yeah, I was shocked as you to see that come. I was like, that Chris, can't be that Chris Columbus. But then how many Chris Columbuses are there out there? Well, at least two. <laughs> In the last 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that is. But yeah, it's that Chris Columbus. Also, in the voice talent, Nancy Cartwright. Now, I, I haven't looked up any of this stuff, okay? Okay. Um, so I felt like Amy's voice was really familiar. 
Yes, Amy's voice is not Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright is voicing one of the other girls at school. Okay. Um, Amy's voice, though, it is like, yeah, to me it sounded like uh, Spinelli from Recess. I don't think it is, though, but it is an actress. reference. Thank you. But it is Um, an actress who's done a lot of uh, voice voice work and other things. Maybe it's just because she's doing a kind of husky... Just remembered. No, sorry, I just remembered from my research who it is. She does the voice of RC in the Transformers. (laughs) Yes. Now... I haven't looked her up, but I'm going to look her up later and I'm going to find something I know her from because there's no way, there's <laughs> no way that's not what I recognised her from. Okay? No way. You've blocked that out, basically. <laughs> no way. No way. Is that making it into my brain? No, but she's doing a very kind of husky kind of... Oh, you know. She's... Yeah. She... Now, as... Right. Right. You know, with my female characters, I don't love a stereotype. And we're going back, you know, 20 or 30 years with some of this stuff. And so you do get some stereotypes. So she's, like, smothered in books. She's literally... She seems to be producing books in the intro. (laughs) And she's got a bow on her head. Also one of my least favourite things for women. Um, uh, She looks cutesy. She's like... Pleated skirt. She's like Sandy from Greece, pre-makeover. Yeah. Okay? She's very cutesy pie. And... I don't love it, but I gotta say, her voice and her the way her face is drawn, she is hot. You get that right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So then she she undergoes. I'm skipping forward a little bit here, but she she undergoes a makeover yes. during the first episode. Again, not something I love for the female characters. The big makeover moment because it's always. You take a girl who's dressed quite conservatively, you make her over, put her in some sluttier clothes, and you go, oh, wow, now she's hot. No, no, she was hot before. Yeah. You just didn't like her clothes. Like, you know, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I am into Amy. Well, I mean, the thing is, when... She's cool, is what I'm saying. She I'm is not, cool. You know, we're not starting a life together. I just, <laughs> I think she's cool. I, I like this because they do... It is kind of that flipping, they sort of immediately flip out in his head of, yeah, here's Doyle, he's super successful and super popular. And then within three minutes of getting to this school, no one likes him, everyone hates him, he finds out he's got to take a part-time job and ride a skateboard because he's not very smart. Yeah, she gets a coupe. Yeah, she gets a coupe and she gets like all the friends scholarship. and scholarship and everything else. And um, and then, yeah, she goes and gets this makeover and gets gets a hairstyle that I recognised immediately. What? It's your hairstyle. <laughs> Her haircut, I was like, holy crap, that's Liz's hair. <laughs> I did. When she got the haircut, I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I like her hair. Hang on a minute. Is that my hair? <laughs> it is, it hair. is a bit. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% your hair. Especially as some of it's sticking straight up in that way that cartoons do. And when I woke up this morning, my hair was particularly sticky uppy. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. I recognise that. I recognise that hair. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I don't know. I assume whoever... Um, conceived of this whether it was chris columbus or you know and others whatever um they were like me not the popular kid right Mm. and so at school they never got the best of everything never had the most friends never you know were the most popular so they were like um the 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 geek the nerd the outsider and so this is like the wish fulfillment turning it all on its head so i mean doyle he can't wait he can't wait for his day at school and he's very much looking forward to the girls mm. he's expecting some alien poontang he he's going about this full kirk full kirk yeah he's gonna sleep his way around the galaxy <laughs> starting with galaxy high um and so when they go into um oh it's a gym isn't it yeah yeah to meet uh, the girls' gym class, um, he's expecting a stampede, and it happens. But it happens for Amy. Yeah. Which I, I was into. Yeah. All the girls stampeding towards Amy. I was like, okay. Absolutely. This is my kind of show. <laughs> I thought you yeah, it was fantastic, and and yet yeah, there's a very like Jetsons vibe to the style of the whole thing, like especially when Amy gets her makeup and there's like fins on her suit and stuff like that. Yeah, it's got a kind of almost retro look to the spaciness yeah because the, the jetsons obviously is older and that kind of look of when um space stuff in the 60s was so fashionable 
it kind of it's still cool yeah there's that whole like by 1984 we'll have established 12 moon colonies which yes. i always love um everything like sort of in that in that vein but yeah that it's but there's that sense of wackiness as well like they go to find the gymnasium and it's not there because the gymnasium which is called gym Yes. Is walking about talking to them. Yeah, he's having a little stroll. I loved when they went into the gym class on the big screen, because they're all different aliens. The aliens that are there are very varied. Mm-hmm. They don't stick to one or two kinds. They're all over the shop. And the on the big screen is a centaur, essentially, giving the gym class. Yeah, with like a mohawk. Yeah, which gave me... I mean, it really made me think, like, that that gym class must be a challenge. Because it's like, you know, the centaur's like, you know, now we lift our arms up, you know, clap your hands. Like, some of them don't even have hands. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's like, oh, you know, do star jump or whatever. It's like, it's fine for you. You've got four legs. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean... You can do star jump and leave two legs on the ground. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, everything's easy for her. Imagine her doing, you know, yoga or whatever. Everything's easier if you're a horse. <laughs> You've got you've got extra legs. You've got you know muscles there. I it, but it did give me. I mean, I think I thought about that quite a lot because every gym class I've ever been in, I felt like the instructor had extra legs that I didn't have. I really thought you were going to say every gym class I've ever been to, I've sat and thought this would be so much easier if I were a horse. Well, I well, I haven't thought that, but now I will. <laughs> Now I think if I only I was a centaur, I would really show this bitch how it's done. <laughs> I remember being in because I've never really taken up exercise in my free time, but at school they made us do aerobics one time. Right. And I think it must have been like a shared class. There's like you know like sixty girls in there. I went to a girls' school, and um, th- this this woman up the front is telling us all what to do. We're all you know stepping and clapping whatever, and she go she just goes grapevine. Everybody seemed to know what that meant. I did not know what that meant. I caused like a ten girl pile up. <laughs> I was grapevine in the wrong way, tying my legs in a knot. There was there was carnage. What is a grapevine? You kind of I I think it came from line dancing. I swear to God, but you do this thing with your legs, where that you kind of tuck one behind the other and step, and then the other one comes for. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd never known it was called grapevining. Well, we used to have to do it. She said it was called grapevine. Every girl in the class seemed to know a grapevine, but not me. So I don't know. Um, I'm just saying, I think if I was a horse, I would have managed to cope with it. See, now you say that, but I think if you had four legs, yeah. it'd be even harder to grapevine. But I'd only do it with two of them. I wouldn't get all of them involved. Well, sure, then and you then just I'd, move in a circle. And then I've got two backups. Two backup legs. I tell you what would be useful. If I was a centaur, people would give me some space. Yeah, they would. Okay, I need my personal space. I'm not going to be good at this, guys. Don't get too close. Okay, I'm a centaur. <laughs> so anyway, um, she, uh, Amy, who goes to this class, this gym class, um, meets three girls who become her, her like friends. Yeah. Um, would you like to do first impressions on those? I mean, first impressions, they're, they're, there's two I sort of spotted. There's one I, I can't figure out. Um, one who's in kind of out of place a little bit. Okay. You, so you've got Bowie Bubblehead. Bowie Bubblehead. Uh, who's very forgetful because she has a tiny brain and a giant bubble head. Yes, you can see the brain in the head and it's really quite small and she's just she does the best yeah. that she can with it. Yeah, absolutely. But she introduces herself like over and over and over. Yeah, because she keeps forgetting her. Which begs the question... Why everyone's giving Doyle such a hard time about having bad grades. This girl's retention of subject matter must be appalling. Yeah, there's no way her grades are good. I don't know, maybe they make allowances for her. Maybe, maybe, maybe. There's no allowances at all. He's only just got there. They're like, no, you must be cast out, castigated. Well, they tell him that his grades are terrible. And that is from, like, Earth School. So why have they... This is a major point I wanted to bring up with you. Why have they let him in? Well, I, I don't know. Why have they let him into Galaxy High School? It seems she's won a scholarship, Amy. Yeah. So she's, you know, gone there because she's on scholarship. It feels like they've they've like got him there under false pretenses. <laughs> they've tr- they've tricked him. <laughs> he arrives and they immediately say, right, you've already been assigned a job in a pizza parlour because you're going to have to pay for your tuition and you need to work some of it off in this pizza place. Right. We, we, uh, 
and he didn't know that going in. No, it's total surprised him. Total surprise when they tell him this. And he asked about Scott. We asked about Scott, but they all laugh. Yeah, they laugh at him because his grades are so bad. <laughs> terrible. Why, why did you ask him to come? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, so there's Bowie Bubblehead. Uh, she's absent-minded. There was Gilda Gossip, was yes. the other one I've got, who has, like, tentacles coming out of her head with mouths on them. She has extra mouths. Yes, and they do all the talking. The mouth actually on her face doesn't do any of the talking. I think it does some of the talking. I, I didn't spot it doing any talking. Not in that scene, but I think it depends oh, which, okay. which animator's doing it, probably. <laughs> and then there's Wendy. Yeah. What when, did you feel about Wendy? Wendy, uh, Wendy's the enigma in this. I wrote down Wendy is a dirty bitch. Oh, did you now? I did, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll give you that impression. I don't know. She sidles up. She's wearing a cat. Yes, she's a living a cat, cat yeah. as a as a kind of fur stole. Mm. She sidles up. Uh, she's got the the kind of elongated cat eyes. She speaks in that same even huskier voice than Amy. I just thought, you know what, she's trouble. What's her deal? This is the thing. Everyone else has got a thing. You know, everyone else has got. You know, you've got Bowie is forgetful. You've got Gilda, who's a gossip. You've got. Uh, Milo Davinus, who's a six-armed, you know, class president. Everyone's got their thing that's open. But what's Wendy's thing? She's Wendy, just Wendy is thirty years old and somehow at a high school. Yeah, Wendy's undercover. This is like um, what's it? Never been kissed. She's the Drew Barrymore of this school. Do you think so? I think she is. I think she's the Drew Barrymore of Galaxy High. Sure, I'll go with that. I was going to say she's a lot sexier than Drew Barrymore, but I don't think that's possible. No. I think what I actually mean is she's a lot, uh, she's a lot more um, of a femme fatale. Mm. Femme fatale. Yes, that's nice, and I was going to say dirtier, but that's a much nicer way of saying dirtier. It. She's yeah. dirty. She's yeah. dirtier than Drew Barrymore. So, you know, so this we've been introduced to to the the girls, and then. We do get this bit where basically they, they lay out that you know Dawes had this this scholarship. Uh, no, Dawes not got the scholarship. Amy's got a scholarship, and he's got to do that. But there's all these little bits and pieces, kind of like throwaway stuff, as they're going through all these things. So there's one bit they're walking through the hall, and someone announces like the movie club tonight is the you know the bone chilling horror. I was a teenage human. Um, there's lots of little references and yeah, lots of little things. But again, even that's like quite a fifties thing to have like you know yeah. these horror films like so yeah he's. Even though it's futuristic, it is very much stuck in that Jetsons 50s yeah. vibe. You know, there's even a little dull thing about how to make ice cream. And it's like, take the ice cubes and squeeze them. Well, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that I would hate that. I hate a pun. Nothing I hate more than a sort of uh, uh, a visual demonstrated pun. <laughs> which is, you know, put the ice in your hand and squeeze it. That's how you make ice cream. <laughs> how funny. Um... Yeah, the classes are weird, because that's one of the classes, how to make ice cream. And then the next class um, is, like, juggling. Yeah, there's a weird weird juggling class. It just like, begs the question what kind of high school is. It's very diverse, the things that they're teaching here. But I don't know why Milo Davinas doesn't take juggling. He's got six arms. Yeah, it... Again... Why doesn't he teach juggling? Yeah, extra limbs. I think. I've, I mean, he doesn't seem that coordinated. Although he's rocking it out in the pizza place. Well, this, this, this is he works question. there as well. Yeah, this is a question. Is he not that smart that actually he's got to take a part-time job as well and pay his school fees? Maybe he's yeah. not got the scholarship then. But he's having to work in this pizza joint, which I mean, you would do if you've got six arms. You're assuming he's smart because he's drawn like a typical nerd. Well, plus he's the class president, which, you know, I think you've got to have in this school, which values knowledge over sporting ability and jockiness. Right. I think, you know, he's got to have some smarts about him to be elected class president, presuming See, it's an election. I think you're getting a very American view of class president because when I heard class president, I heard like milk monitor. He does have the look of a milk woman. Like I'll give you that. a job that nobody else really wanted to do because they're all too busy. Yeah. I mean, did you have things like this at your school? We had a milk monitor. <laughs> in... <laughs> milk monitor. I meant like a class president. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't have a class president. We, my secondary school, we had like house captains yes. and prefects. Um, and... We had prefects and we had a head girl. Ah, see, Because again, girls' school. <laughs> yeah. And we... our head girl, I would say, uh, God, I hope she doesn't listen. I don't. I don't know if the, how she would, but um, I would say probably nobody else wanted to do it. Oh, oh. She, I. I she wasn't what you think of when you think of a head girl of a girls' school. Right. She wasn't Lardy Dar. Okay. She was. I just uh, my abiding memory of her 
is our prom. We had a prom mm-hmm. because everybody had watched American um, you know, TV and they wanted a prom. And so I think she organised it. I think she put a hell of a lot of work in. The school weren't interested. Um, and they thought we should be having school discos with Panda Pops still, you know. Yeah. And uh, she organised it. And she clearly thought it was her wedding because she's got a huge white dress on at the prom. <laughs> oh, no. And then somebody had done some graffiti in the toilets at this hotel that it had been organised at. So she threw us out. So at the end, it was just her standing on stage going, well, you're all going to have to go home now because somebody's done that. So I've done this, I've organised it for you, and now you're all going to have to go home. And that was the end of our prom. And that is my that is my memory of how secondary school was. My God. See, um, we had a prom at my secondary school, and I remember it very well um, because one of my friends hired... Uh, everyone had to hire tuxedos. I think I... Oh, really? Yeah, basically, you had to hire... Everyone got, you know, people spent masses on dresses and people either bought or hired tuxedos. I got like a tuxedo from a charity shop, you know, it was great, got it dry cleaned, fantastic. Um, but a friend of mine went out and hired a white tux jacket, um, which always, wow. mis- at 16, always a mistake, <laughs> right? Always a mistake, 16, 17, hiring a white tux jacket. His girlfriend at the time had spent about £200 on like a proper prom dress, right? Yeah. Which huge amount of money we didn't you know everyone's like that's crazy and we on the second we saw hit her in a 200 dollar 200 pound dress right and him in a rented white tux jacket we thought this is gonna end badly this is, no matter what happens this is going to end badly like we, there was they had like bounce- did you throw pig's blood on them did you no no we didn't do that that week um, <laughs> <laughs> um there was like inflate there was like an inflatable obstacle course and i think where you had to like what sort of problem is it was genuinely I don't know who it was that put this on they put like it was like an inflatable boxing ring you had giant gloves and this kind of thing right? he went on that in this white tux jacket didn't get a speck of dirt on it like, this is incredible he got to the end of the night and be like this is amazing I can't believe it he's got through the entire night her dress looks perfect his jacket looks perfect nothing has happened and then another friend of mine a little bit drunk came up to him the other night gave him a big bear hug lifted him off the ground didn't realise they were standing in a doorway he cracked his head open blood all over <gasps> his jacket blood all over her dress um yeah, it, and we literally like we were just about to get on the coach and go back home. So they did end up covered in blood. Yes, they did end up covered in blood, but his blood, not pig's blood. Okay. <laughs> so it was all fine. It was all fine. He took it back to Mosbros, lost his deposit. Everything was okay. <laughs> Goodness me. Goodness me. Uh, you'd think that there was a prom in this episode, but there isn't. <laughs> we just got excited. It feels like they're gearing up to a prom. There will be a prom at some point. It's, it's very American type of high school. So yeah. Yeah, I bet there is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we've had this this whole thing where, you know, Doyle Doyle comes across a tiny little dog. He's you know, he's, he's running away from some bullies, comes across a tiny little he dog. He says, I wish I could just see one friendly face. Yeah. And what sort what friendlier face could there be than a little pup? A little pup in a collar that's far too big for it. It's yeah. incredibly cute. And what happens? It immediately grows to eight times its size and tries to eat him. Yes, you should have expected that from the giant collar. Yeah. Why did that pup have such a big collar to grow into it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like Hulk syndrome. Yes. You know, he's got to wear giant pants. Why? Because he's going to grow into those pants. I haven't. I haven't seen much of the Hulk. I don't remember the giant pants. <laughs> I've seen much Hulk. He's not been around lately. Is yes. he not in the MC Hammer pants? Is he? He's got a lot, lot of giving him. <laughs> he's in. He's in quite elasticated pants because the pants never like you know tear off. They're just like oh, they, okay. they stretch to, to fit. Right, nice. Yeah, the shirt tears, the yeah. pants stretch to fit. Right, okay. Um, what's happening? <laughs> anyway, so the puppy grows into this giant thing called Sludge. Yes. Who's actually the janitor. Yes, he is the janitor for the school, which, I mean, I don't want to comment on the administrative side of this school. You but don't. It seems pretty bad. There's only like two professors. The janitor is a dog. The lockers are sentient. The gym goes for a walkabout. I really loved the lockers. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the lockers. Well, again, Amy gets the best of everything. She meets her locker and it's like, you know, what do you need? I get yeah, put all your books in me and I'll, you know, I'll help you out and don't worry about anything. I've got it. I'm a locker. You know, good to meet you. And then, uh, what's his noggin? Uh, Doyle. Doyle. He meets his locker and it's like I've been doing lockering for 30 years I'm not, I'm not taking your clothes I'm not taking your food I'll take your books and I don't want nothing else I love that there's a locker with poor job satisfaction yeah <laughs> imagine great. being a locker that's not a great job 
I once, I, this is all about me being at secondary school, but I once left a sandwich in the back of my locker no. and then put like a, uh, it was in a, a little um, plastic sealed bag, right. you know, but then I put like a, a, a textbook in front of it and I did not use that textbook the whole year. When I took that textbook out, the sandwich that was behind it, I have never seen anything like it before or God. since. Every It had grown way beyond the sandwich. Every corner of that plastic bag was filled with every colour of mould you've ever oh. seen. Oh, God. It was truly incredible. Oh, God. So I do not blame that locker one bit for saying no food. No, not at all. If I was sentient, I would not allow kids to put food in me. See, we Wait. Ha- Wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on this again. I think it's clear that I meant to say if I was a sentient locker. <laughs> not if I was sentient. <laughs> because Very... I will allow anyone to put food in me. <laughs> Very good distinction we have to make. <laughs> Only if you're a sentient locker, you're not allowed to be put into. Exactly, exactly. I <laughs> see. We had lockers at my school, but they were optional. You basically had to rent them, and the problem was that you could they you could and they were quite often just kicked open. Like you could just people found that if you like kicked it or punched it hard enough to dent the door, basically the lock would just pop, and you could just open up the locker and help yourself to whatever. So next to no one used them. Also, they were just I don't know. They just seemed pointless. What? Like, you had to take books home to do work. You had to bring books back in to, for school. Why on earth would you have a locker? You, you just... put the lock. You put them in the locker at the beginning of the day so you don't have to carry them round all day. Oh, God, no, that means you've got to go back and forth. My school was enormous. You had to go back and forth all over the place. You didn't get a choice of where your locker was. Half of them were in the common room that you couldn't actually get to until you were, like, you know, in year 12. Well, that's just bad planning. <laughs> it's bad planning. Oh, I can't help your school's bad <laughs> systems. No, I loved my locker. You do, you know, you've got art after lunch. You don't want to take your art pad every single oh, lesson. But this is the thing. Yeah, we had to have, like, we had a giant, like, A2 art sort of plastic case. You had to carry all your artwork in. Yeah. And you had to bring this in. The lockers were, like, the size of a small bread bin. You couldn't fit anything in these lockers. And we had an A3 plastic wallet, and it would just go in the locker if you really gave it a in there. See, I, I don't know. My, it's something about my year. Every year through, your gym kit. If you got PE, you do. You know, you do that first thing in the morning. Do PE. You don't want to carry that around all day. Never did PE first thing in the morning. Always did PE right before lunch. And it was always there when I had double biology as well. And biology had the biggest textbooks, right? So I had to carry my PE kit, which was generally my rugby kit, and then two biology textbooks and all my other stuff that day. And I don't know what happened, but every single fucking year, I end up with PE and double biology on the same day. They didn't like you. That's what they happened. didn't like me. That's just that's what happened. And it was one year I got my timetable. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. I haven't got biology and PE on the same day. And I was like, this is great. This is going to change my life. I'm not going to carry these books and this kill. Look, I've got a light day there. I've got French. I've got history. You know, those the textbooks are in the classroom. I don't have to take those home. And then I've got PE. And then actually, the rest of the day is drama and English. Perfect. Small books. Great. And then they literally came around an hour later and went, oh, by the way, Will, we made a mistake. Here's your new timetable. Double biology again. <laughs> Oh. Haunted me, Liz. Haunted me. That's really affected this you. This is why I didn't do biology past like GCSE. Is it? Yeah. Well, one of many reasons. That and Look. I was bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but there is a character I do want to talk about. All right. Uh, because after we've had this whole thing with the school janitor, we meet the creep. Oh, yeah. Right. What was that? That is a student called the creep. Yes. That character is called The Creep, right? And it's a tiny little yellow thing that immediately falls in love with Amy and mm. starts trying to serenade her. And it always sings like a, it's a club singer. And at one point it chains itself to her. Yeah, well, she thinks, you know, it's harmless at first. She's like, oh, well, you know, that's cute. And it throws a padlock around her neck. Yeah. And then it's like, we're going to be together forever. 24 hours a day. You're never going to see me. You're never going to not see me. Why is that student still at that school? I don't know. Don't they have any rules about anything? Well, this is the thing. It's just, that is just worrying. Almost as worrying as when they say there's a three to one male to female ratio in this school. Yes. And this kind of behaviour is tolerated? Yeah. I bet bet there's a lot of creeps in that school. Yeah. With a three to one ratio, (laughs) there's a lot of creeps. (laughs) But this one is actually using a padlock. Crazy. Crazy. Not okay with it. 
Yeah, but speaking of creeps, okay, uh, Doyle himself, I think... I, I was wondering for a lot of this episode what was going to go on between Doyle and Amy. Yeah. Was, it a, was it a friendship or was it a kind of will-they-won't-they Ross and Rachel type scenario. But then later on, because he, at the beginning, he's so convinced he's going to be the popular one and the girls are going to be like throwing themselves at him. So he basically says to her, you need to keep your distance and don't cramp my style because I'm going to be sleeping with a whole load of alien girls. (laughs) And then when he realises that that's not the case, later in the episode, he says says to Amy, you've been ignoring me. And she says, you asked me to leave you alone. And I was like, yeah, you tell him. Yeah. Because he so quickly turns on her. It's like, oh, you've been ignoring me. Mm." I was like, he's he's a bad guy. Because up to then, I was kind of like, I think I'd be okay if they got together. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's not popular here takes him down a peg or two and he realises that Amy's really awesome. I was like, I'd be okay with them getting together. Mm -hmm. But then that, like, "Mm, you you know, you deserve... You, 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 I deserve stuff from you. I was like, no. She no, doesn't mate. owe him anything. Exactly. exactly. She don't owe him nothing. No. I mean, yeah, he, he, that's the thing. I think there is this... What did you, what did you get from their vibe? I, I, yeah, there is a definite sort of will they, won't they kind of implied. And I, and again, through research, this is another thing that's sort of never really kind of confirmed, but it's kind of implied that there is a will they, won't they. And there's a bit of a lingering affection there between them. But yeah, yeah, I... Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see this because you know the first shot we see of Amy, she in the intro, she's carrying a massive pile of books. She gets hit by a frisbee from Doyle, mm. falls over. No one tries to help her, and now she's standing up for herself. She's on her own two feet. She's ruling this school. That's true. When she gets her makeover, it you know she's got a lot of confidence. Yeah, she from that. fits straight in. Doyle gets no makeover. He's still wearing his same old fisherman's jumper, you know, and his his baggy jeans from from Earth, and she's there dressed around like Judy Jetson. It's the end of the episode. It's kind of like a little like fake out that she makes him sort of ask her out. Yeah. And, you know, he thinks he's going to go out with her. And then she sort of jokes, oh, no, you're going to go out with Gilda Gossip instead, who, remember, is the one with the tentacles that have mouths, like four extra mouths on her head. And he and he's like, oh, you know, no, you tricked me. How dare you? Like, Why wouldn't he go out with her? <laughs> She has five mouths. She's very affectionate. She has five mouths, Will. <laughs> Why wouldn't he go out with her? I, I mean, seriously, when he was when he was going on about how much alien pussy he was going to get... <laughs> Just want to clarify for listeners, he does not use the term alien pussy. Might as well have. Did he really think that they were all going to look like exactly like humans? Yeah. Obviously, some of them are going to have extra limbs. This one has five mouths, dude. <laughs> Come on, what more do you want? <laughs> Maybe he's looking for more of a personality match. Oh, sure. That's <laughs> what I got from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There is one bit that I do want to talk about. We skipped over one bit in here. We did. It seems important. Uh, and it, it basically, yes, obviously, after all this stuff with Doyle, he uh, comes into the bully from this, basically, from this series. Yes. Beef Bonk. What a name. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the names of Galaxy High? Yes. Beef Bonk. And the Bonk Bunch. Which... Wow. <laughs> I mean, Beef Bonk and the Bonk Bunch does sound like a, like a porn remake of, of one of these cartoons from the 50s. You know, like... Um, but... beef, beef Bonk and the Bonk Bunch. <laughs> beef Bonk and the Bonk Bunch. The Bonk Bunch could easily be the Brady Bunch remade, but ah. it's instead of a family, they're just a commune of bonkers. It's just orgies. Every, orgy. episode, just just, every orgy. episode just turns into an orgy. <laughs> you, you see all their heads in those little squares, like, bump, you know, to go inside to side, up, doing away with the Bonk Bunch, and then it zooms out, and there's all, like, you know, business going on with each of them. <laughs> They're all, they're all, you know, someone hidden in each one getting off with someone else. <laughs> Imagine that one squares. of the like squares at the bottom is just like reaching up and it's just got <laughs> just... <laughs> just giving a hand job just... to one of the ones in the top squares. I'm not sure of the logistics of that, but I think I could draw quite a compelling sketch. <laughs> I think you should. I think you definitely should. This is a million dollar idea. <laughs> Anyway, 
So is this the worst? Are these the worst words I've ever said on the podcast? <laughs> I think they might be. I've never felt like I might like actually have to like issue an apology for anything I've said. <laughs> But anyway, so the bonk bunch. Uh... Oh no, no, I can't think about it. <laughs> All right, okay. So Doyle has tangled with Beef Bonk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Beef Bonk has thrown him into a, a, a chipping machine and turned him into a pile of chips. This was wild. Yeah. Okay. This is wild. Yep. The bully throws him into a machine that makes chips. Yes. Okay. All chips are is cut up potatoes. So that machine should have cut him up, surely. Yeah, it should just be a, a pile of chip doyle. Instead, he's kind of like a grey, glutinous essence of himself, but with chips stuck to him. Yes, it's very weird. It's very strange. Almost like he's. It's almost like it's not a chipper, but it's transmuted him into like a, a, a potato-human hybrid. Yes. Uh, so they go to see Professor Eisenstein. Yes. Eisenstein, sorry. Eisenstein. Eisenstein. Uh, he, he's, he's very icy. Everything's cold around him. Yeah, everything's him. cold. And he puts Doyle into a machine and turns him into, like, two other small aliens. Gets it wrong first. But, yeah, he's like, oh, turn him into an Earthling. No, you've turned him into a Fleebling. Um, oh, turn him into an Earthling again. No, you've turned him into a, a Groupling. You know, it's... Yes. There's a lot of, like... And this is the thing, throughout both the episodes we watched, there's a whole lot of just, like, let's just take a word and add a spacey thing to it, like Zoid or Greech or Floob, you know. Yeah, and also with these aliens and stuff, I get the feeling they'll write that alien name in there once and it will never come back. Yeah. Never think of that, you know, alien again. They mention, like, some of these people being from... These aliens being from Saturn and whatever, and it's like... That you will never remember which ones were from Saturn. It will never be mentioned again. No, not at all. Not at all. So Doyle gets turned back into a human and then gets challenged to a game of Zuggle Ball. Yes. I thought they were saying Suckle Ball. <laughs> thought... Which I thought was a really inappropriate name. You thought Beef Bonk wanted to... Uh... Play Suckle Ball. <laughs> <laughs> if, a, if a guy called Beef Bonk challenges you to suckle ball with the bonk bunch you would be concerned i would be very concerned very concerned like, I, i'm very flattered but uh, <laughs> i'm married and not interested no, i don't suckle my balls that way thank you <laughs> thank you sir thank you oh my goodness so yeah zuggle ball though is explained as it's like hockey but the puck is alive oh, which is the great greatest explanation in the show <laughs> It's like hockey, but the puck is alive. That's the only change. <laughs> when they say hockey, they mean ice hockey. Yes, they do mean ice hockey, not field hockey. Not field hockey. Uh, so they, um, so they, they play this. Basically, they say, yeah, there's no rules. And it's one-on-one. That's yes. another change. Yeah. Because it's it, the bonk bunch don't get involved. It's just beef bonk and <laughs> fellow lad, Doyle. Just be Bonk and Doyle just hammering it out with the Zuckleballs. The Zuckleball really seems to enjoy it. Yeah, really seems to want to get he hit. He gets eaten by whales. And then spat out the top of the whale. That's how you score a goal, is you, you knock your Zuckle into the mouth of a whale. You've got, you've got to get the balls in the mouth. Oh my god. And then get the balls out of the hole. The balls get shot out of the blowhole. <laughs> So you can play another point. Maybe there are more reasons this didn't get renewed for a second yeah. series. <laughs> As I'm examining it, I'm seeing that. <laughs> oh my goodness! And so, but but you know, Doyle wins in the end. Doyle wins that match. Yes, yes, he does. And and you know, then wins a bit of bit of recognition in the school. You know, he's suddenly accepted more because he stood up to beef bonk and beaten the bonk bunch. Yes, he's um he's bashed the he's uh, beaten them off. He's bashed the beef, and um you know he's he's conquered the balls. Uh, <laughs> And there we are. Shall we get a hold of ourselves? Yes. And move on to the second episode, which actually is also sports themed. Yes, it is. So it starts with a game of psych hockey or yeah. psycho? Psych-, psych hockey. Psych hockey. So again, Doyle is playing and he's playing Grey Matter Mahoney. <laughs> it's a great name. Great name. Great name. And they, they, they wear a special helmet. Yes, and they control robot hockey players. Yes. And basically, if you hit one of the hockey players with the puck, it will vanish. But if they smash into each other, they get a little bit broken. It's very weird, very confusing. Yes, it is confusing. I'm I mean, just confused by even it. Even though the hockey players are colour-coded, 
I still like when everyone starts celebrating the Doyle one. I was like, wait, Doyle one? I thought Doyle lost. Well, they're color coded, but nobody at any point told us which color was no belonged to who. So that is hard to follow. <laughs> I like the idea of a game which is controlled by your mind. Again, I'm not an athletic type. So <laughs> I liked the idea that he was just controlling all his players. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit like um, Robot Wars, you know, when they're all up in the thing with their little fiddly controls and yeah. they just send out their robots to do their bidding. Yeah, yeah, that's You know, it. That, was, that was a sport that the nerds could play. <laughs> you don't have to be physically impressive to be on Robot Wars. All you need to do is move a controller. Exactly. I mean... To be fair, I wouldn't be good at that either, but um, I still like <laughs> the idea of it. Your coordination is not good for game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it isn't. But, uh, so Doyle, you know, he, he's won that and he's like, oh, I was really lucky. And then Amy says to him, no, skill is what makes the winner, not luck. I'm like, good on you, Amy. You're, you, know, you don't need to be here with this loser. You yeah, know? she doesn't. But she gives him that pep talk. Yeah. But it's not true, is it? Because at one point his puck, which in this version was not alive, <laughs> bounced off of the scoring board and hit one of the other players. And I think that's what led him to win. Right. So he won by luck. Yes, he may have developed some skill, but he won by luck. And his coach tells him as much. Yes, yeah. It's a very short-lived lesson of, no, don't worry, you're very skillful. Nope, you were just lucky. Because... The coach, he's, I thought he was belching the entire time, but I think he's actually a frog. Yes, he's kind of a frog person. So it might be a ribbit? I think it is meant to be a ribbit. He keeps catching flies as they go past. So I think yeah. it's, but it does sound like he's belching. It sounds like he's got a lot of wind. A lot of wind. <laughs> and he's letting it out constantly. Um, In the face of his students. <laughs> um, so yeah, he tells, he t- tells um, Doyle just how it is. He says, you know, your grades are shit. You're yeah. basically going to not be, even be allowed to play this. We need you to play this. All of our players are shit, but you're slightly less shit. Yeah. He really gives it to him. You've got to get your grades up. Well, we're not gonna These are not play. direct quotes, but he does. <laughs> that's the gist. That's it's the gist, the gist. yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, Doyle is like in a panic. So he's he's at his job. He's trying to study. He's wondering what to do. And he, come, he meets a, a shady character with one of the greatest cartoon names ever. Another great name. Punk McThrusters. That is a great name. Isn't it? Isn't it a fantastic name? Punk McThrusters, who's there in like a in an overcoat, he's got a hat, he's quite a shady guy and he's He's like, your classic shady guy. You know the one that will flash open the Mac and yeah. show you a selection of watches. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's a selection of brain waves. Yes. Because he can give Doyle access to something called a brain blast. Yes. And he can give him the brain waves of famous people. Yeah, I think it's famous people. I don't know how he's got them, but basically he can he can give Doyle the intelligence and the personality of He says who do you want? People. Edgar Alien Poe? Yeah, uh Bill Cosmos, which is a joke that's not aged well. No. Um but he ends up choosing William Quarkspear. Yeah, William Quarkspear. Um, because he's got a test on cosmic literature. Yes. So that's going to help him out. Yes, uh, and it's you know it's it's quite fortunate. I mean, this is yeah, the best bit about this. You know, punk with thrusters is like doors. Like, how did you know here? Because like, oh, I've got ESP, extra spacey perception. Yeah, not everything needs to be changed, no, does it? This episode is really heavy on everything. Is just substitute one word for something spacey. Yes. Like they talk about William Quark's being like, oh, he was born in Stratosphere upon Avon. I there's quite, no place. I quite like that one. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't like that. I was like, there's no place called Stratosphere. I mean, come on. Stratford on Neptune, you know, that, that would have been better. But that doesn't even sound good. You're wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they change all the, the words, but you get the references. And yeah, so essentially this this shady character, who he looks so shady, and Doyle still goes to him when he, he says, I've got something that can help you out here, still goes to him, are you a tutor? <laughs> like, no, Doyle, men in Max who creep up to you in car parks late at night are not tutoring never, you. They're never a tutor. Never, never a tutor, a tutor. Away, never. No. <laughs> That's a universal rule of life. If a man creeps up to you in a car park late at night in a dirty Mac, he's not a tutor. Even in space, he's not going to be a tutor. No, never going to be a tutor. So, no, so he offers him this, this brain blast to help him out and he takes the William Quark's beer and he aces his test. Yes. And the teacher calls him a Neptune Nimble Brain. <laughs> Which I think means good. 
he is a good brain guy. He's a good brain dude. <laughs> so he goes back to uh, Punk McThrust. He's like, "This is great, you know." This is, but this is what happens. Is you want another hit? Yeah, this is it. I mean, this this is this is the thing. This whole episode, it's all all about. This is the you classic. Know what? Well, just say no. Just say no, Liz. Say he, no to but drugs. He, he takes that first hit of William Corkspear, aces that test. So then, when he's got another test coming up, he he goes back for another hit and this time it's more expensive yeah, it's Isaac Neutron so he you know gives him his gives him his wallet it's all his money all his money he takes that then he goes back for another one and he, he gives away all his stuff over to this guy and some other people's stuff yeah he steals he steals Milo's memo phone which I don't know what the some hell sort that of is musical instrument yeah I think. something yeah. I thought it was an answering machine but yeah, it and could he's be getting, both he's getting the bags under his eyes yeah. he's not looking good and he's getting twitchy and his legs are going a little bit and he's like, tweaking he's, he's tweaking he's tweaking hard yeah. right and you know then he sort of he goes back for another one and he you know he has to and he's like he needs a car so he steals Amy's car and you know, gives yeah, that the, to the, the guy. Yeah, the special space coupe that yeah, she got. it's it's crazy, you know. And this, I mean, and we're we're getting all these things through, like you know, oh, it's uh, five thousand buckazoids for your next hit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, prices going up all the time, and he just can't keep up with the the payments. I can't. He can't, and he's and he's looking bad. Yeah, he's saying this sounds pretty glitchy, man. You know, there's there's so many just terrible nonsense words in here, Liz. Just yeah, yeah. stop making sense to me. Uh, but then he hears the voice. Like, I've got to have another blast. I've got to have it. Mm. So you know, he goes to he goes to Punk McThrusters, who's getting a new suit fitted with all his cash. Punk McThrusters, right, has made so much money off this one guy. He's now out of the game. Yeah, he's retired. He's getting a he's getting a pinstripe zoot suit. <laughs> yes. And he's he says, I don't know, you know, my supplier let me down. I'm just I'm out of it now. I'm going to say this, and this might again be because I was watching the Mars this morning. There are not enough zoot suits on TV these days. Yeah, that's definitely why you're saying that. Okay. <laughs> There's far more zoot suits. Just calm it down. Just don't watch the mask with your breakfast. All, all right, right. All right. You, okay. you can't handle it. <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, Punk with Thrusters says to me, you know, there's one place you can go to get it. You've got to go to South Andromeda. Yes. And so he, he, you know, they the others are trying to track him down and find Which out where like he is. Which is like the wrong side of the tracks. Yes. You go there and it's the kind of place where when you actually get there, you know, it's the kind of place that in a normal thing there'd be lots of like, you know, nude theatres and uh, like adult and like peep show kind of things. So you've got all those like neon signs for like XXX and girls, girls, girls and all that kind of stuff. But obviously this is a kid's show so okay. you can't have that. So it says things like hotel and movie and drive-in, you know, and they're all like letters are broken. So it doesn't look that shady from the outside, just like a place that's got a lot of neon. It's a lot of neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so he, he finally finds, you know, a, a guy who's willing to sell him uh, some more brainwaves for... <laughs> You know, and he hasn't got any cash. He, said, he says there's got to be something you want. Do you want cash? Do you want jewels? He hasn't got either of those, but no. he offers them. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, they settle on, uh, he can provide him with pizza. Yes. Because, of course, Doyle works in the pizza parlour. That's absolutely. So he says, well, give me some brainwaves for one pizza. Now, the fact that he's previously paid for brainwaves with an entire car says to me that that guy's not going to let it go for one pizza. No. He does, however, let it go for 200 pizzas. 200 pizzas, which, I mean... It's a good deal, isn't it? It's a good deal if you can eat 200 pizzas well, before they go off. Is that a challenge? <laughs> a challenge of extending your way. I was unclear on whether it is 200 pizzas, as in I can redeem however many pizzas over, you know, until they've all been redeemed. Like a kind of, you know, you'll stamp my card. Like a coupon system. Each time I've got a pizza, you know, it goes down one until all the pizzas have been used. Or if you just go there and go, I'll take 200 pizzas, please. And he's like, okay, that'll be, you know, you know, three and a half hours. Yeah. And they'll all go cold and some of them will probably rot before you eat them all. So I wasn't clear on how the, the pizzas were to be. I mean, I never bought drugs. Right, okay. Right, just just to say this, I've never bought drugs, but I'm fairly sure that there aren't any drug dealers out there who are going 200 pizzas and you can have some Coke. I don't think that happens. Well, I, I'm i going to say to you, right, 200 pizzas is an excessive amount. Yeah. That no drug dealer would want that because it would, it would look suspicious. <laughs> it would. Right, but I reckon you could buy some drugs with pizza. <laughs> right i don't know i've ne i uh, like you've not bought illegal drugs but i reckon if i said to a drug dealer you know i want a a, a, a usual amount of weed 
How many grams they sell it in? Greetings, barkeep. I'll have one weed, please. One weed, please. I will buy you two or three dominoes. There is a drug dealer out there. I'm not saying all of them. There are some that would say yes. I'm just going to put that out there. See, I don't think there is, because I think most drug dealers, right, as I understand it from TV, have bought their drugs from someone else and then have to pay that person. So I don't think that other person would accept pizza in in kind. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. Okay, there is a distinction between a drug dealer... This is not a distinction in law. This is a distinction in my brain. A drug dealer proper... And then your mate who sells a bit of weed that he's already bought. Right. And you can get him with a Domino's because <laughs> he is also using, right? So he's he smoked his bit of weed. Yep. He's got to sell another bit. But you offer him a Domino's. I reckon you can buy some weed that way. If you pick the right friend, you can offer him the Domino's, get the weed, and never actually have to give him the Domino's because he won't remember. <laughs> about dominoes well you can go I already gave those to you didn't I and he goes oh yeah yeah, yeah how far gone is your friend that uses weed <laughs> I mean he, at the time he was pretty far gone wait wait this has actually happened <laughs> not exactly like you're this you just you have a real person in mind <laughs> you have a person in mind yeah <laughs> who I know probably would have accepted pizza for weed and then we never actually demanded the pizza because <laughs> he was a nice guy but you did demand the weed I, I mean I shared <laughs> <laughs> you can't confess to that now Will <laughs> Not like I took his weed away from him. <laughs> no, no, God's sake. This is the ropiest episode we've ever done. Not at all. Not at all. I've I've just said the Brady Bunch are all wanking each other off <laughs> off screen, and now you're confessing to using drugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, no, I never inhaled. Uh, <laughs> it's good enough for some people. Good of me. Anyway, so. But they've got this whole thing, right? These 200 pizzas. And this is the other thing I want to say about this, right? He strikes this deal of 200 pizzas, okay, for your brainwaves. But then Doyle gets to leave with the brainwaves. How many drug dealers are giving away drugs on credit? This is what I was more suspicious of. It's like he's just said to him, yeah, yeah, I've definitely got you the 200 pizzas. you just got to go to this pizza place and ask for them there. I mean, this equivalent... You could just say that. I, I say that to a drug dealer, will I? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get you three pizzas. Um, just just go to Domino's, right, on, you know, uh, the, whatever street. Ask for the, They know me there. Just ask for them. Ask, ask for Jorge. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the name I go by there. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, or, or, or the even more classic, yeah, I, they're just in my car. I just want to get them out of my car. They're in the glove box, right? So you'll see me get in. The glove box is lock actually, you know, the lock actually engages while, while the thing's off. So what I've got to do is start up the engine mm-hmm. so I can open the glove box. You'll but see I me leaving. Won't. You'll see me driving away. But I am coming back with the pizza. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm definitely coming back. I'm not, not driving away and stealing your drugs. I'm definitely coming back with some pizza. But look, look, back to this episode, right? The whole point of him doing these drugs was he wanted to get his grades up mm-hmm. for the so that he could stay and do the psych hockey. Yes. So that he wouldn't lose his place on whatever you know team they have, and um, it's not going well because this last one that he wants that he's buying from the drug dealer rather than punk but thrusters, is because he wants it for the big game. Yeah. He wants a, an edge for the psych hockey match, mm-hmm. and so while he's been there in South Andromeda, the ropey part of town, trying to find somebody who can sell something to him, they. Uh, the the uh, Galaxy High, so Amy and her friends and whatever have figured out what's going on. The creep saw him. Mm, the yes. bee bee thing. Yeah, creep hasn't told anyone though. He's not. He, he's no, not... he only tells them after they also realise. Yeah, he goes. Oh yeah, by the way, I saw this thing. Oh, he's the... not a snitch. But why the why the two are going? Well, hold on. This isn't snitching. This is like helping our friend. You've seen our friend take drugs on school property, and you didn't come and tell us about it. Of like, this is why he's acting weird. This is why all his shit's missing. Well, he's a creep. So what do you yeah, want? Yeah, that's him? true. So anyway, they find out. So they they convince the taxi driver who drives them in the opening episode to take them to South Andromeda. Yeah. So they can look for him, and they do in fact find him. Yes, they do. And uh, Gilda Gossip, with her tentacle head, she throws it, his drugs out the window. Yeah, she does. Like, flushes his stash. She flushes the stash. <laughs> flushes the stash. And he's like, man, I needed that. Just one more. One more hit and I would have got there. And it's like, no, there's never one. It's never just one more hit, Doyle. Never just one more hit. Indeed. So, you know, they but they get in there for the, for the 97 trillionth intergalactic psych hockey tournament. 
Yeah. Ninety-seven trillion. Yeah, it didn't have to be that old, did it? Didn't. No. Didn't no. have to be that old. Didn't. Didn't need to put a number on it. You could just said it, here is the annual cycle. Well, it, it's, it's again this thing of making everything spacey and weird. Yeah, trillion sounds more spacey than just third. Yeah. You know. It does. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I have to say, it does well. Anything with Ilium in it immediately oh, yeah. sounds spacey. A squadrillion. Yeah. Yes. So, but his opponent is Knuckles Nebula, yes. who appears to be a giant rat. Oh, well, I wasn't sure what he was. Oh, okay, he looked quite rat-like. I thought me. he was a gorilla. Oh, okay, well, maybe he's like a gorilla-rat hybrid. Well, no, I just thought he was a gorilla. Okay, maybe he's just a gorilla. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the, the, <laughs> it's, his match is going on. And Knuckles go- seemed more gorilla-like than a rat. I'm yeah. just going to say that's on my side. Knuckles. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. But again, none of this makes sense, Liz. None of this. So that I, I refuse what? to believe there's a logical <laughs> consistency in this. I mean, there's one point when they're in South Andromeda, they get spotted by a couple of heavies, and someone says, jumping Jupiters, let's flee bit. Why do you need to change run? Or like, let's let's get out of here. Well, because some of them don't have legs. Well, or let's, let's go. Why do you lose the verb go and change it for fleeb? Flee! Why? Let's flee it. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, things like sounds gleechy. What's gleeching, my friends? Gleech is just like a is a, a verb now. You got to try and make your you know your lingo happen, haven't you? <laughs> yes. You know, Father Ted had feck and Red Dwarf had smeg and you know, all, all the shows have their lingo. Yeah, this just doesn't pick any one thing. So you know, you've got like it's too much lingo. Fabuloid, spotchy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fleeb, these are all things that just... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's too much and it's inconsistent. It's like if every use of it... Yeah. You know, we'd, we'd get the idea of when that word happens, but it doesn't... Yeah, and the thing is, there are times it interferes. I mean, you know, he obviously... So basically, Doyle loses, and then it turns out that Knuckles Nebula yeah. is on Brain Blast himself. Which the, the, the announcer says, because of a technicality, the winner... Is Doyle Cleverlobe. And because of a technicality, it's the biggest smackdown I ever heard. Yeah. When you're being handed the trophy, but they say, because of a technicality, it, it just sounds so bad. Yeah, they never say in any of those sports movies or things where someone's caught cheating, they go, unfortunately, this person has cheated. Therefore, yeah. they forfeit. Not like, well, technically, Doyle wins it, but, you know, we all know we really want it, right, kids? <laughs> yeah. It does sound like that. It sounds like, ah, oh, well, this guy was cheating, I guess, but I don't really like giving it to the loser. <laughs> it's so yeah, Doyle Doyle wins by default, and yeah, he uh, wins by default, and he goes, ah, oh, God, you guys were so right. I could have ruined my brain for good. Yeah, and he might well have done because at the end of it, rather than saying you guys are the best, he says you guys are the guichiest. Yes, I know you don't like all the words. I mean, it's in a in a show in an episode where his brain is failing because he's on too many <laughs> drugs, right? Yes. To throw in more space words, it's hard to tell. Is that intentional? Is everyone using that, or is, is he actually having a brain meltdown? <laughs> is he having is his a brain, brain broken? <laughs> is his brain broken? <laughs> I did enjoy though um, the the uh, knuckles being taken off, and. Um, he says, I'm innocent. And the robot taking him away goes, sure, and I'm little Bo Peeperzoid. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That, that did make me laugh. That did make me laugh. So, you know, it's, it's all fine, though, because Doyle's learned his lesson. He's back at work in the pizza parlour. Yep. And his drug dealer's turned up to claim his 200 pizzas. Yes. And um, his boss says, this guy says, uh, you promised him 200 pizzas. And they all laugh. Yeah. This, and it's like... What, why are you laughing, right? You need to deliver on that, otherwise you're in trouble with a drug dealer. Yeah, a It's like drug you're dealer. in deep with the mob. You <laughs> you need to you need to bring out two hundred pizzas or the cash equivalent. You're in trouble. Yeah. Why are you laughing, guys? <laughs> no mob movie ever has this. Like, oh, I owe Jimmy three legs, four hundred grand. You guys. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> He's gonna take my thumbs by Monday. No. <laughs> crazy but there we are so that was that was galaxy high we've watched it so liz galaxy high how do you like me now oh okay i i did kind of like it i think if i'd have watched this when i was younger i think i would have enjoyed it okay but i'm not sure i'm not sure i'll go back and actually watch these as an adult but i think it's fun i think it's totally watchable 
yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, this is this has got fun to it. There's a lot happening, a lot crammed in. Yeah. And I think probably as a kid I would have liked this. I didn't get a chance to see it because there's only 13 episodes of this total. And that is a shame because I would... I'm assuming we don't find anything big out about Amy and Doyle. No. No, they, they, there was one... Uh, apparently there was one script written for the second series as like a in case it gets commissioned yeah but it never did so they just basically they, they had commissioned it for two series decided not to renew it so what they did for the second series was just repeat the first series again like a year later right so, okay um, so I see I would watch to see what happens between Amy and Doyle like I would like to see if they get it together hmm. but sadly you never know never, never, never know you never know who doesn't get there but I mean, this is the thing. There's, I, there's one thing about this I want to say. That episode, the second episode, we watched the Brain Blaster. Yeah. That won an award. Wow. That actually won an award. That episode. For because that's going to teach kids about drugs. Yes. Is that why? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so there you go. That's the standard. Well, I certainly don't feel like doing drugs. <laughs> no, me either. Not at all. No way. I mean, this episode had nothing to do with that. But... I, I do feel like some pizza though. Oh God, yeah, definitely have some pizza. Could you order me two hundred pizzas? Absolutely. <laughs> there we are well Liz thank you for joining me thank you and thank you everyone for listening and we will be back soon if you like grainy out of focus shots of the type of stuff we watch follow us on insta at how do you like me and if you want even more piss poor attempts at engagement try out our twitter at hdylmn1 it's like a postcode but longer and harder to remember and if you're a fan of the show remember to rate like share subscribe whatever and if you didn't like the show come find me on social media you coward This is a Standard Nerds podcast.